0: Jesus, parables this time of the church year often take me back to our family garden growing up in South Central Kansas. And those of you who have been around here for long enough have heard me talk about it before. So indulge me a little bit if you would please. The plot that we had when I was growing up was a very neat rectangular plot that my parents dug up shortly after we moved to McPherson. Now the soil in that part of the world is like gumbo clay, so you have to build it up. So I was surprised one afternoon when a big truck showed up and dumped a whole load of manure in our backyard. And it went in, and it made a lovely, rich soil for us to plant in. But of course, it also brought a lot of seed with it, whatever the horses on the farm had been eating came too, so we had wild morning glory and crabgrass, and radweed popping up regularly in the garden. But we enjoyed making the little furrows, planting the seeds, and my personality being the way it is, I enjoyed spacing the seeds very carefully, getting them neat in those little rows. This is why I became an Episcopal priest, you know. I like, I like things and people in neat rows. And orderly liturgy and, and things very neatly packaged and taken care of and well thought out. And we'd plant various crops and some of them would work and some of them wouldn't. And as I got older, we got in touch with a seed company that specialized in sort of odd seeds for small children. And they would come in the mail. And there was a little package one year of strawberry corn, which instead of having the cylindrical cobs that we all know in the grocery store, grew the little strawberry-shaped ones. Um, and it was also popping corn, interestingly enough. So you could, you could pop it after you harvested it. Well, this provided no end of delight for a seven-year-old. And so I merrily planted it, in the neat furrows and rows, And I went out and watched it and watched it and watched it. Of course, it wouldn't grow when I watched it, but when I wasn't looking, it did grow. And finally, it reached a nice height, the cobs appeared, and I thought how wonderful it would be to have our own homegrown popping corn. And I opened one of the cobs, and it was wormy. And in a reaction, I just threw it out into the alfalfa field behind our garden. The whole crop was lost, the whole crop. In today's Gospel, Jesus talks about a God who does not plant in neat little rows and the seeds do not come in neat little packages, but rather things are flung with abandon. Flung with abandon to land wherever they will in the hopes that some will germinate and sprout and grow up. It's a striking contrast to our orderly way of being christian as good episcopalians we have our ordered liturgy neatly packaged we sit in our neat little rows like good planted seeds hopefully we grow up to bear some fruit maybe it will fit into the parish structure maybe it won't for those who don't quite fit into the parish structure they sort of sit on the margins and wonder Am I a weed? Do I belong here? What's the deal? We play that game with God's grace, don't we? Not only in our shared lives, but in our individual lives. We sometimes expect God's grace to come in neat little packets or packages. But that's not how God's grace works, Jesus tells us. It comes with this flagrant abundance, and it hits us, not necessarily where we have the best soil, but it falls on the gumbo clay and the rocks and the stones amongst the thorns and briar patches of our lives. Today's reading from the prophet Isaiah, we have a beautiful image of the promise of God's kingdom coming into our midst. God talks about God's word coming like rain to abundantly water the earth. Now, the Hebrew word for word is not just what is spoken, but is also about action, about deed. So Isaiah is talking about the deeds of God's spirit in our midst, the deeds of grace that are coming. And as with many prophetic, poetic texts, not one word is wasted. The cypress in the ancient world was a wood for building, and the myrtle for the ancient Hebrews was a symbol of justice and peace, a rising image of what is growing in place of the thorns and the briar patches, something new, something abundant something beautiful. I can't help but think that probably that passage was in Jesus' mind at some level as he was delivering this parable to a people who were caught in the briar patches of the world, who were told that they were less than important, who were left at the margins and the fringes, to gather not in the great metropolitan areas, to not gather before the talking heads on the equivalent of whatever was first century reality TV. But instead, they gathered at the seashore, in a way, off the beaten track, to hear the good news of God proclaimed for them. How is it that each of you are open to that good news, no matter how it comes? Because if Jesus is right, it won't come to you in the neat ways you hope or expect, but in unexpected ways and fall on unexpected places and move you through unexpected lives. How often we easily reject what is given to us when it comes to us as we don't expect it. The good news of the parable is also that despite that piece of our humanity, God keeps trying anyway, keeps flinging the seed with abandon, hoping in the divine hope that at least some of it will sprout and germinate and bear good fruit. In those years growing up in the Midwest, we lost crops off and on. But then there were those bumper crops of tomatoes, cucumbers, depending on the season. My parents always had good luck with potatoes. They were great potato planters. And so we had wonderful Yukon golds and those round, really firm red ones with the thin skins. You remember those? Lovely potatoes year after year the garden would come and go the marigolds would bloom gloriously the peonies huge peonies in the height of summer and the crabgrass and the morning glory and the radweed we could never get on top of the weeding but that didn't matter what mattered is the life that flourished in that garden planted not just in the little rose by yours truly but by a God who gives grace and grace in abundance. Where is that abundant grace for you at this time? Where are you being invited to welcome it into fertile soil, not just for your sake but for the sake of others for the glory of God. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.